0: The state likes nothing more than to declare war on drugs or terrorism or poverty or inequality. The state loves equality as an organizing principle because it can never be achieved in the course of trying. The state acquires ever more power over more practices and institutions. Anyone who questions the premise of equality is hectored out of polite society. Quite a racket this is and certainly no place for libertarians to be. If it's material equality we want, It would vanish the moment after we achieved it as soon as people resume their normal spending patterns and the goods and services offered by some people were more highly valued than those offered by others welcome to keith knight don't tread on anyone i know that was a long one but that is in lou rockwell's latest book and uh, i just thought it was terrific today we have shane hazel of radical with shane hazel mr hazel where is the best place to find your collection of work
1: Hey, Keith, thanks for having me, man. Uh, RadicalPod.com uh, is really uh, a site I'm working on in, in transition right now uh, for a whole bunch of big things coming. But uh, RadicalPod.com, uh, all my links are there and you can uh, really kind of keep up with me mostly on Twitter and, uh, and, and Facebook
0: links will be in the description below uh mr hazel today i just want to uh go over this bold messaging which uh, was attempt they attempted to silence in new hampshire fortunately they failed i want to uh really show people how it's done through this sort of devil's advocate that uh, i often like to play so mr hazel uh what is uh libertarianism i i think it's just republicans who like to smoke pot what is it really
1: Ah oh, man I guess it depends on who you ask in terms of being a liberty fighter. Uh liberty's a whole bunch of different things and that's the the beautiful thing about it is as long as you're not hurting people and taking their stuff you know, you can be part of the, the libertarian circles. Um, we, we, I was obviously subscribed to the non-aggression principle, which will bore the hell out of anybody, uh, listening. Uh, but the, the idea that we don't hurt people and don't take their stuff and that good ideas don't require force is really the, the baseline for where I operate out of it's, it's simple enough for a or like myself to understand. Um, so what we're talking about is really uh, a mostly stateless uh, society where we don't subscribe to rulers, we don't subscribe to social contracts, we don't subscribe to any of these things. We believe in consent, we believe in association, we believe in your rights that come naturally, not the ones uh, that uh, the uh, the Fabian socialists will talk about in terms of positive rights. So we we think those are slavery. So. Uh, we think, you know, everything that the state ever has, it is stolen and everything that it says is a lie. So, you know, in, in, in my uh, vernacular, I've uh, kind of come to understand them mostly like the anti-federalists did, uh, where they call them the aristocratic combination of very wealthy, uh, I guess, people out there. I call them the murder cult because it combines the government, the banks, uh, corporatism, it combines the, the, the schooling apparatus and the, the uh, propaganda apparatus as well, not to mention everything else that it touches. So um, libertarianism stands against all of those things.
0: You mentioned positive rights. So if I believe that uh, people should have a right to health care, you need it to live. Therefore, everyone should have it unless you want people to die. Why don't I have a right to health care?
1: Yeah, I guess uh if you think you can uh hold a gun to somebody else's head and make them provide for you, I guess uh, that's, you know, th- that's a positive right uh that's why we think it's enslavement. Uh any anytime you're using force uh to to you know, justify your ends, um it's it's not something that we agree with here as as, as libertarians whatsoever. So, yeah, you can't you can't take things through force and coercion. That's uh this automatic out for libertarians, right?
0: Is it possible to solve poverty with the absence of a state making sure the masses are represented?
1: I don't know that I even uh, agree with the premise of the question, right? It is like, I don't think you can solve uh, poverty because it's a a subjective term to begin with. Um, uh, There's always going to be people who have less physical wealth in this world than other people. So, uh, at the end of the day, it's really just a subjective term. Uh, in, in, in terms of lifting people out of the muck and the squalor, I think uh, that history has proven time and time again that where free people can recognize their passion, uh, they can create genius, and geniuses lift the human condition. And so liberty uh, is the best friend to the impoverished.
0: Love it. In a society without a state, uh, do you fear that some people would sort of take advantage of there not being an FDA or an EPA, and they might harm others through externalities? Uh, Does the potential for externalities justify a state and a regulatory uh, industry?
1: No, I, I think every time we point to the FDA or any other three-letter bureaucracy and agency, what we're doing is pointing out the failures of the state. And so uh, to, for a state to be able to systematically do these things like poison us and tell us what's good and what's not good for us and to you know, have ridiculous food pyramids from the 80s that no longer make any sense, uh, I, I think the injustice that can be done in a systematic level uh, towards peaceful people with their own money, life, liberty, and property uh, is, is one of the greatest threats to our not only our well-being, but to our rights and in, in being free men and women.
0: Yeah, it drives me up the wall when I hear them talk about how um, needing like one license to vote is just basically slavery. I mean, if you have to get a, this is going to stop millions of poor people from achieving their dreams because they, they, they don't know how to get a driver's license. But what do you think 10,000 fucking regulations does and a 1,000 licenses that you need because the Department of Agriculture says the door has to open out instead of open in so they're shutting you down for three fucking weeks uh, there is such a blatant double standard of course regulation hurts uh, the poor and gives us uh, less choices as consumers and less choices as employees and there's less competition and higher prices this is a, and- this is absolute nonsense
1: it It opens the door as soon as you it, as soon as you think that a government can regulate industry, it gives the industry this predisposition to want to lobby the government so that it does knock out those entry rungs so it does knock out competition and so you know what they say is I guess the first thing that's uh, what is it the first thing that is uh bought and sold are the the politicians when industry is regulated like that's i just i i've absolutely wrecked that in <laughs> the, the the saying is oh man and i I hate when I do that she's a pete um the first thing that is bought and sold when government i guess agree or I should, regulates what's bought and sold is politicians. I still ruined it, but kind of get the gist yeah I'm gonna
0: well well, of course, when they go to regulate an industry that, like my phone has never uh, rang, and it's Kirsten Cinema. Hey, Keith, how do we regulate the the medical industry? They go to the CEOs and the people who know this pl- this uh, stuff the most. J.P. Morgan, most famously, played a vitally uh, important role in the Federal Reserve Act, uh, giving yeah. the state a monopoly on the currency. That's that's uh, that's the way it's uh, it's always played. Speaking of monopolies, uh, do we need a government to protect us from monopolies that would otherwise arise in a free market?
1: <laughs> no. Free free market monopolies exist where uh, – there is nobody else providing the best service or good at the lowest price. And as soon as as soon as somebody provides a a good of substantial or e- equal uh, you know value to a market, the monopoly is gone. It's this the government monopolies on force that we have to worry about because if you're not allowed to compete with the people that have a monopoly on force, uh, then you've got a real problem out there. Especially when they start taking over industry like energy or food or things like that. So, yeah, no, there's there's no real, uh, the only protection in a free market on monopolies is the uh, supplier of the good or service uh, to give us the best good or service at the lowest price.
0: Government is a monopoly on violence. Please explain that idea like I'm five years old. Eh, l- well, l- 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 let's say 10. <laughs> let's say th- the average uh, person I speak to is roughly mentally 10 with regard to yeah, politics. So let's, right. l- l- let's leave I- it there
1: what's the 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 natural governing law of of nature right is like hey man you're gonna you're going to invite harm upon yourself if you harm other people so let's talk about what real crime is first uh it is murder rape assault kidnapping coercion uh trespassing uh theft vandalism property damage and things of heinous natures right and so you don't have the right to take anybody's life liberty or property and then neither does the state and when we talk about this uh is in this fundamental being of why they have a monopoly on force is now as soon as the legislature says something's legal and the executive says yeah we'll enforce that and the judicial system says yeah yeah we'll agree with that rule now all of a sudden you have this illegitimate system that will say hey everything uh that we're doing is legal we'll investigate ourselves and we'll find out what we did was all right and the monopoly on force goes round and round in the sixth circle until you get to 2021 in america uh, and you've got the the most impressive mass incarceration uh, empire on the planet
0: and is the problem that we don't have uh, the right people elected uh maybe uh, the state is this inevitable institution so we just should accept it and make sure we get uh kind virtuous people like uh, uh- <laughs> Like Kamala Harris as pre- as president,
1: I, I can cuss on your show, right? So the answer is an absolutely fuck no, right? Like
0: these people when, when pointing... Kamala when Kamala Harris is the topic, cussing is mandatory. So yes, please. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was gonna say like, yeah, no. I mean the simple premise, right? Is like, hey man, like i I want your shit it's too damn bad if it's just me and you two dudes, right like yeah, now unless you're coming over here with more firepower uh you're not going to take this kind of stuff and good luck because i 'm going to get one or two of you bastards, um, but the state, on the other hand man they have they, they everything that they have is taken by force and coercion, so they can't ever be a legitimate um you know a, a legitimate body uh, it, in, unless you're opting in and have the ability to opt out you know the, the state is you know this reckless. Monster murder cult that has all the trappings of a religion uh, built into it, and in the, the mass genocide to to back it up.
0: Let's uh, consider the state as a religion. Certainly, when you watch a number of these political rallies, you see people finding their purpose and meaning in these in these figures to the point where it's like. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, they they just fell for it four years ago. They're falling for it again. It's you'll, uh, Charlie Brown and the football being taken away at the beginning of every episode, and he keeps falling. Um, how, do you have any ideas on how to maybe uh, either uh, give people something else to believe in, or uh, sort of uh, tr- try to uh, g- give them something that they can really appreciate and find meaning in? This way, even if they don't understand our intellectual arguments, they won't have that empty space where they seek out uh, politicians.
1: Yeah, I mean, volunteerism is one of those things, right? It's, um, it, it's hard for a lot of people to conceptualize, but you gotta, I mean, I think most people would some right now and go, hey, so if we can sit here and say, this isn't working, why are we gonna continue to do it? Right, like that's the definition of sanity. I think most people would agree with that. Left, right, center. Um, most people think that the entire system is is broken. I have an idea, you know, and I'm gonna try it out for governor, you know, if I'm, if I get to be the governor of Georgia in 2022, um, I'm not gonna take a cent of taxpayer money. Uh, I'm gonna do this, you know, completely self-funding and, and, and provide a good and service to the people. And then I think what, you know, a quote unquote volunteerist executive type of government, you know, does as they go out and they find problems within their state and they tell people, hey man, we got some problems in this area. Here's a GoFundMe, or here's a crowd starter. here's something uh, that can that can help these people, and you know, let people use their resources where they think they can, and you know, dedicate them locally uh, to, or to causes that they are behind, instead of what we see today, where you know, if you don't agree with abortion, you're still paying for it; if you don't agree with war, you're still paying for it; if you don't agree with the drug war, you're still paying for it. Like these, these are the kind of things, you know, this uh, you know, assault on your conscience in terms of their ability to come in and take all these things. Well, we can do something different. We can do something voluntary. We can do something peaceful, uh, which, you know, brings communities together instead of dividing communities like, oh, you know, like when it comes down to it, like if you don't care, you know, about, you know, these people who were, you know, detoxing from meth or whatever, then fine, don't pay for it. But maybe some of us do find some, you know, some real value in, Piece, you know, places and people that will provide that service out there where, you know, there's not, quote unquote, a, a market for something like that.
0: Is that what uh, gives uh, these politicians so much power? They almost claim supernatural things like we're going to guarantee free health care. Like So the doctors aren't going to get paid, the construction workers who build the buildings aren't going to get paid. Oh, you mean the state's going to uh, coercively fund and monopolize it. Is it getting people to see through the nonsense and propaganda? Uh, Do you think that is just as important as teaching them uh, the principles?
1: Yeah, I think you got to nail principles first. And, you know, and to, to make these, I don't know, these inroads, I think what I've found very helpful is you know, my own story, right? Is, is just getting into my lessons learned, the hard pills that I had to swallow, the fact that I was absolutely duped by the state. That, and I didn't really, I mean, you guys don't have a chance. And this is, this is the great thing that I think libertarians uh, miss a lot, is like they take you at five years old. You know the compulsory murder cult indoctrination camps that they send you off to at five years old, and they fill your freaking head with all this bullshit um, you know to throw all of that off from that you know that time and then start to have to relearn things all over again i mean we've got a we 've got a huge task in front of us, but there is something about I think a lot of human psyches whereas once they see you know, something, they can't unsee it. And if they have that itch, they're going to go, well, okay, well, what do you think about this? And if they have somebody that they trusted in that first step, and you can sit there and say, hey, man, here's economics in one lesson. Hey, man, here's some John Taylor Gatto. Hey, man, here's some Rothbard, whatever it is. Like, man, once, once they start that self-learning, that self, you know, that that questioning, or what do you think about, you know, religion? And, and all, all of this stuff is right there at our fingertips to say, "Well, oh, here you go, man, this is what I this is what I learned. I haven't heard a better argument for it. So this is where I'm at until I do hear a better argument. It's, it, it is, it's, it's an uphill battle for sure to, to, to first and foremost, you know, have people who that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s and, you know, later in life realize that they've never even defined their own principles, right? Are you, have you defined your own principles and are you consistent in principles? Those, those things right there, man, just to knock that down is, I mean... <laughs> Like I said, we, we've got an uphill battle for
0: sure. I love what you said. Well, well one of your things was, you know, well, what do you think about religion? Well, when I ask the average person, they will sort of have what you could call the uh, Jehovah's Witness standard. Um, it's a name I'm trying to popularize. I can't think of a better one. Please leave a better one in the comments. But we sort of have this idea. Jehovah's Witness can really do everything to persuade us. They can ask us to read the Bible. They could ask us to chip in for Bibles. They could uh, go door to door spending their you know Sundays and Saturdays trying to convince us of the word. But they still believe we should be free to burn in hell for all of eternity. But they're like, but when it comes to the state, they're like, I'm so terrified that a road won't get paved. Therefore, uh, the mass murdering government's legitimate. It's like, what? You think I should be free to burn in hell, but you're terrified if I don't give uh, the, a, a dementia patient in the White House another trillion dollars. The infrastructure is going to be weaker than it otherwise would be. I, I mean, I, I just wish they uh, had uh, just as much uh, criticism of uh, the state as they do for God. They say, hey, if you want to come to him that's your thing but the state it's like no you, you can't opt out of this this is how vitally important it is do you see statism as uh the world religion that people actually believe in and as governor what are you going to do to end this religion
1: well all right so two-part question I, and you'll have to remind me of the second part what am i going to do to end it as, as the second part but yeah I, I think you know the state is that you know uh you know in in religion right if if you read uh especially through christianity you know they say that the the uh the devil's uh, greatest lie was he didn't exist right and so the state uh in in, in these kind of contexts uh for people is like look you guys the state is a religion and it's got all the holy text. It's got the high priests. It's got the bishops. It's got the clergymen. It's got all of the sacrifice that anybody in history ever had in terms of, you know, the reformations and the, and the uh, you know, the, the, the Protestant reformation and the, you know, the, the, the Spanish inquisitions and anything else that you see in history is like, yeah, these guys have fooled everybody to thinking they're not a religion. It's a, it's a fucking cult, and it's a murder cult on top of it, right? So uh, first and foremost, you know, the, the separation of church and state is not that. It's that the, the biggest empire of them all is a cult. It is a religion, and it is mandatory for everybody. Um, as a governor, how do you get rid of this? Um, you identify it. You call it what it is, and, and you try to, you know, not uh, expose yourself to, you know, areas where you could get fired upon. Right. it's like, this is going to be a a monumental task. It's, it's, you know, education for people to say, Hey, listen, you know, I can free up and nullify your entire life by taking away, you know, your property tax, right? Rent, I can, I can get rid of sales tax and you can get rid of income tax. You can start using all these funds for your own, you know, your own needs, your own wants and, and things like that. And I think at some point, you know, the people who have been burdened uh, through taxes and everything else and, and compliance and fees and permission slips from the state, you know, I think they go, yeah, you know what, this this actually sounds way better than what we experienced in 2020 and 2021 with lockdowns and being non-essential. Um, and when you start to open up their minds to the amount of Absolute, you know, creation that's possible within their own lives, within their own industry, within their own, you know, work and everything else. They sit there for, I think you can get them to, to, to recognize that what's really, you know, making them slow down in this entire, you know, system is, is the government. And, you know, there are going to be people that, you know, you know, you know, they can't, they can't, they can't handle this kind of stuff because they are wardens, uh, you know, wards of the state or that they're receiving all the the kickback money from the banks in in, in large industry. And I mean, really you can sit there and you can kind of point them out in this whack-a-mole at that point. They're just going to stick their heads up. And if they're wealthy and affluent, they're obviously receiving uh, subsidies or kickbacks or something like that. And then, you know, if they're, if they don't have a pot to piss in, I guarantee you, you know, they're, they're already wards of the state. And, you know, we can take care of most of that kind of stuff with charity.
0: Yeah. Look at uh, how uh, divisive politics is and how the culture war gets you turning against your neighbors. It, openly attempts to turn men against women with a fake gender wage gap uh constantly pushing racial tensions whereas if you have separation of church and state well then you can be a scientologist and i can be a uh a, a um, calvinist uh i was I, I couldn't think of the other one um, well, and but, here's the other thing
1: right it's yeah. like hey man you, you want to be a communist cool You guys go over there and be voluntary communists. You just got to let people out when they don't want to be a comedy anymore. You want to be a socialist over there? Go ahead and be a socialist. You want to be a capitalist? Great. You want to be an anarchist? We don't give a fuck. Go do whatever you want to do, but you got to let people in and you got to let people out peacefully. That's the name of this game. So we can all interact and, and really have much more simple lives than we do now.
0: And we don't even need people to move and go start their own thing. You can just do it on GoFundMe, except when um, Matt Walsh uh, raised the money for AOC's abuela, <laughs> and uh, she still didn't want it, even though she allegedly is in dire poverty uh, because of uh, the Puerto Rican hurricane. Uh, these didn't people you, are so did you fraudulent. hear she was
1: living in Florida?
0: no i i didn't Uh, apparently apparently she's (laughs) that's that was such a blood pressure story for me that i'm like i i can't even i need to make sure that it's real because i i had trouble believing it i'm like i'm like refreshing her twitter feed i go she's got to have an explanation there's got to be more to this there was no more to it uh, she, she said, Abuela needs, a, needs money Matt Welsh of the Daily Wire raised uh, hundred and fifty grand Or something ridiculous And AOC's in. people got, uh, hold of her, uh, got a hold of Matt And said uh, that w- we won't be accepting the money I it's got like my money they back Explicitly <laughs> It's like they uh, explicitly want to have problems exist Just so they can use them That's what uh, you know, FBI entrapment cases are about Look at all this terrorism uh, FBI foils FBI terror plot again. <laughs> you guys, right. you're, you, intend to, you don't even want to solve the problems that are, uh, that are going on or they'll stop businesses from coming into New York and then complain about uh, the poverty. That's another thing AOC did. Um, that was just a pissed off rant. I've, to- I've totally lost everything here
1: that's it's, it's all again. no i mean i watched that whole thing and then we we had people saying hey we're gonna start a go me in the liberty movement right and i was like yeah right on and then matt walsh has popped up in my feed like five minutes later and i was like oh i'm gonna go ahead and contribute to this man and yeah to, to see aoc you know talk about her her abuela's ancestral home being at risk i was like oh that's a that's really unique um i know wording that you're using there uh and then to find out i guess somebody dug a little deeper and she actually lives in Florida now. So, you know, not, this. it might be her ancestral home. It might be something that somebody else owns or squatting in or whatever is going on, or they're even maybe renting out, but it's definitely, you know, what they want is the state down there and the, the state to solve problems, or at least come in with the appearance of solving problems. Very, yeah, very interesting story.
0: Well, maybe she'll live in Florida now, but she's going to have to escape capitalism to free Cuba one of these days. I mean, you know, in Cuba, don't you know that things are just free there and Castro gave you, uh, g- gave you everything you wanted? Um, I've seen Michael Moore. <laughs> let's uh, think about the question, who will build the roads? When people say, but without government, who will build the roads? Uh, they most likely are not literally thinking, all right, who does it now? Contractors, how would we voluntarily fund this? Well, you could do it through billboards and adopt a highway. What they're saying is, I don't know how to respond to this principle of non-aggression and self-ownership. So I'm just gonna throw the roads thing out there without even thinking about it. So knowing that people really uh, are just trying to throw hurdles in your way, how do you communicate to them when trying to promote the message of freedom?
1: Well, I mean, on, on small things like that, you know, you can, you can dive into the weeds. I mean, most of the time, you know, I was doing this thought experiment with a a young lady here in Cherokee County, not very long ago, and she was not convinced about privatizing police. Right. And I was like, well, how do you feel about this? Right. How do you, how do you feel about when, when a, when a cop is on the side of the road? How do you feel about a cop when he's behind you? How do you feel when you're pulled over? How do you feel about your interactions with the boys in blue lately and, you know, most of the time you get that response. It's like, man, I'm, I'm uncomfortable at, at, at minimum, right? Like, this is not a good feeling. I feel like I'm being watched, maybe even terrorized. Same thing with the roads. Like, how do you feel about the roads? Roads down here in Georgia suck. They used to be great, you know, back in the day when they were, there was actual asphalt on the roads instead of potholes and cracks. And, you know, it's just, it's a mess. And so at the end of the day, you can sit there and say, hey man, you know, at the end of your encounter, whether you're driving on a road or whether you've had an interaction with police. they ask you how your service was? Do you think they give a shit what you think about your service with them? No, they don't. Now, let's talk about if Chick-fil-A was paving roads, do you think they'd wanna know how your commute was? You're damn right, they'd wanna know how your commute was. Do they wanna know how your interaction with the police force was? Did, were, did they, were they kind, were they courteous? Did they have your rights in mind? Yeah, man. Those are the guys I'll keep paying. I'll make sure that those guys out there have my money. Period. And so you can start, you know, just just thinking about you know what great businesses do versus what the state does. And it's, I mean, just a clear delineation is like, listen, private people do most of these things to begin with. We can cut out all the middlemen and the bureaucracy and the waste and fraud and abuse. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican we don 't need those people; they don 't know shit about shit right like it, as i 've gotten into politics i 've found that politicians are the dumbest motherfuckers alive, right like these guys will say anything and do anything, they just hold out their hand and they 're really good at one thing, and that's raising and taking people 's money and that 's it man they 're not good at anything else and definitely not good you know in, in the private sector so yeah it's uh it's you know it, it's one of those things where I don't know. You can, you can have those conversations. You can be nice about it, but you know, use the Socratic method and, and ask questions, I think is your really your, your best avenue to, to change in somebody's mind.
0: That's going to be, uh, well, that's got to be one of your uh, c- campaign advertisements. It's just like these these hidden camera videos where you go up and, uh, and everyone in the private sector is saying, how'd you like our service? What well, can we do better? As you often get. And then you go up to a public school teacher and say, you know, you guys aren't teaching about how the minimum wage causes unemployment. I, as a taxpayer, sure as hell want that because you crank out retards by the millions who vote for Bernie <laughs> and Trump. So- because of that, when are you guys going to start changing that? I need you to change that right now, and, and see how they respond. I asked them. Uh, I went to one of the meetings. Right when you walk in, there's this big cartoon of the governor of Arizona stabbing a teacher, stabbing a teacher in the back, and it's a teachers' union. And I said, um, so uh, if someone wants to send their money to a. Uh, um, A charter school, is that too bad? I mean, is allowing allowing people the option to go there with their school dollars, is that too bad? And a woman said, you're taking our money from public schools. What this does, this welfare state, you're all trying to be nice, it gets the worst people entitled and gets them in such a rut that they don't even like it. It's even bad for them. It's like, uh, it's giving a drug addict more money because- (laughs) Even though it feels good for them at the moment, they're so dumb and so entitled, they're terrified of anyone competing with them. It's literally like the jealous boyfriend who like, who are you just talking to over there? They're, They're this insecure little child because they're just entitled to other people's money. See, it's terrible when their money is taken, but they have the right to steal hundreds of billions every year from everyone else's without uh, without uh, providing anything in exchange. I want to uh, get to the idea of government being a cult. How is the, the belief in government similar to being in a cult?
1: Well, <laughs> well, you can't get out, right? Like, try to get out. <laughs> they 're probably going to try to kill you, um, especially if you don 't do it by uh, their their ways right I think in America, it costs you over two thousand dollars if you want to renounce your citizenship so like the final the, the final measure of getting out of the cult in America is pay two thousand dollars or maybe we 'll just send people with guns to your house, and if you resist them hard enough they 'll probably cage or kill you right like holy fuck if, if there was ever such a thing as a, a murder cult like that 's probably it How, like I don't know. They have chants, they have rituals, they do all of these things, they have symbols. I mean, look, you know, if if you don't say the 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 magic words to the magical sky cloth, then the shit doesn't liberty. Like what the fuck are you guys talking about? Right? Like I don't get it. It is it's like religion. Like I I've I left religion a long time ago because I was like, dude, I don't buy this shit. I'm a questioning rational, you know, human being. And maybe I saw, you know, in, in my transition phase, maybe a little too much Glenn Beck where he was talking about, you know, sitting reason, you know, firmly in her seat and, you know, questioning the very existence of God, because if God is an honest God, he must, you know, I don't know, like the, 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 the questioning instead of just the blind allegiance. And it's like, none of this shit makes sense, man. None of, none of, you know, what they, what they do in terms of, you know, the indoctrination and the culty bullshit, you know, like they, like I said earlier, they take you at age five and they just brainwash your fucking mind for years with things like 1492 Columbus held the ocean blue and the Pythagorean fucking theorem. And, you know, like there's no real history. There's no, like, they don't talk about your rights. They don't talk about civics. They don't talk about, you know, taxes they don't talk about all these things that free people like you know or people that want to be free that are the real liberty fighters ever talk about so yeah is it a cult i think it's a cult i I think it's a it's one of the most well-funded fucking cults on earth because they can print their own money and then award the people uh that are closest to them going oh yeah man this guy's a this guy's really good at making our cult even bigger stronger and more murdery so (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, look at it has like one of the biggest cult features of single guy writes words down on paper. Now we all have to do that. FDR says turn our golden gotta turn the golden round up the Japs round up the Japs. Uh, if you like your health care, you can keep your health care. Even if it's a lie, you still got to follow the words written down on paper by lying psychopath. I mean, that is way worse than anything uh, David Koresh or uh, Jim Jones ever did. Well, Jones actually was so bad, it might not be. <laughs> Very few things oh, are, trust
1: me. Are, are, the are magnitude of what the, the cult does on a <laughs> daily basis, I think probably outweighs uh, most of the population that ever lived on this earth.
0: You notice how uh, they will say something like uh, white supremacy is terrible. It's terrible, but we're all people. So if you have one group ruling over another, that's real bad. It's like, you just explained what the state is and why it's immoral. How do you not see all government is is congressional supremacy and some people having the right to violently impose their will on others. That for me is one that I love to throw at them just to see how they respond. What do you think about ideas like that? or what are some of the things you're going to use during your campaign to really red pill the population?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, right now, when the, the government can come out and declare you essential or non-essential, that was scary as shit, right? Like, I mean, when they can shut down 50 million jobs in America, like, like hey, guys, um, your right to assembly is fucked. And I said so. And if they, uh, if they, you know, will still assemble over there in groups of 10 or more within, you know, six feet of each other without masks, tell them to disperse. And if they don't, then call us. You're like whoa guys so uh yeah we're gonna be cutting back the uh the government all over the place and i mean when i say cutting back i mean like not and like we're not tweaking it we're not getting into policy and we're not reforming this shit we are getting rid of it if it is under the executive i guarantee you it's gone now if you want it at your local level maybe talk to your sheriff maybe talk to the mayors in your local area but as far as the state I'm going to free you through nullification. So nullification, 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 it's all about your rights, uh, the rights that we don't have enumerated in the Constitution. Uh, One of the, I guess, kind of one of my secret weapons is the fact that I know the Constitution pretty much forward and backward and the mechanics of why it is and how it works. And it's like, guys, listen, uh, we're not going to do any of this stuff, Feds, and you can keep your bullshit fiat currency. Um, We're going to figure this shit out without you. And you can take all your Fed boys back up there to D.C. Because if they're down here uh, and they are violating the rights of the citizens of Georgia, I'm going to throw U.S. Code 18242 at them, which is uh, deprivation of rights under color of law. And so anything that hasn't passed through the constitutional way of an Article Five amendment, Which, you know, if you understand in Article 6.2, that if it's not in congruency or pursuance, is their language, in pursuance with the Constitution, it is not withstanding. So it's not a law to begin with. So all this Fed bullshit. It's gone. You guys were supposed to be war, peace, negotiation and foreign commerce. Uh, stay in your fucking lane over there and we're going to do shit really differently down here. So between that, between getting rid of education uh, and I should say the the, the compulsory murder cult uh, indoctrination centers, those are gone. Uh, we are going to get rid of, I mean, just so much waste, fraud and abuse. And then we're going to open up our biggest industry, which is agriculture. You want to grow some hemp? Grow some hemp, man. We could be the biggest producer of uh hemp oil and and really just supply every diesel engine on earth for i think it's a year with two bumper crops a year here in georgia like we're not talking about just you know getting high we're talking about industry on top of industry on top of industry creating more and more jobs for people um and, and besides that you know we're, we're also kind of the, the carpet industry leader i don't know if you guys know that in arizona but we we import all of our, our jute from outside the country because we're not allowed to use it here, where if Georgia could make it and produce it and manufacture it, uh, the, the carpet industry here in Georgia would, would benefit alone. It's, I mean, we've, we've got a, a ton of things that we could do. Criminal justice reform is way up there for me. Um, qualified immunity, cash bail, ending the war on drugs, uh, releasing all nonviolent offenders, And, you know, basically telling anybody that's got a badge on that, if you're going to violate the rights of people, you're going to go to prison, I'm going to bring all the weight of the office against you and you're done. So those are those are some of the the key selling points on a on a I guess a Hazel administration, which would be me.
0: So. You know, I really think there is a lot we can learn from AOC and Tlaib and Ilhan Omar as far as bold, unapologetic messaging goes. I mean, they're never like, well, um, I weighed the utils in my utilitarian theory of philosophy, and it seems like, uh, you know, uh, Jim Crow uh, had more costs than benefits. Uh, They'll just say equal rights. And we're here and we're queer and gays get equal rights. And, um, uh, you know, you have a right to health care, and we're gonna abolish the police. They're so quick. So they give a million people the ability to memorize something so quick. What do you think is uh, something we could learn from the messaging that the squad has done uh, in the past few years? Whereas if you would have said, you know, uh, in, I don't know, Joe McCarthy's day or Nixon's day, hey, uh, uh, Large portion of the country is going to openly uh, call themselves democratic socialists. And they'll also be in Congress. And, uh, you know, uh, they're going to be uh, friendly with uh, Harris and Pelosi. I mean, th- this is just so far gone, but the squad has made it okay, and Bernie especially. What can we learn from them?
1: The, the messaging um, that, they, that, they, that they do is right in line with, uh, you know, Saul Alinsky tactics, right? It's, it's isolate and, and, and make fun of and ridicule until somebody quits. Well, um, I'm not really into that. I am into asking questions, which in itself, if you can get them to debate you, have, have conversations first and foremost. Show your humanity and all that fun stuff. But here's the other thing is be bold, be truthful. And I think most adults cuss. Right. Which in politics, man, that's not okay. You can't, you can't call anybody, you know, certain names. You can't, you can't say certain, you know, fuck words and and things like that. But as libertarians, you can, and you should, because it's going to open doors to bigger conversations. As soon as somebody's outraged by what comes out of your mouth in terms of cuss words, and You say, hey, if you're outraged by this cuss word, let me show you the people that you should actually be outraged about, who are over here caging and killing people and your own government, right? Like you want to be outraged, man? I got plenty for you to be outraged about. Come with me. Let's let's go talk, right? And so, you know, it's it it is a door. It's an Overton window, um, and nobody has been fighting the you know for us on that Overton window side, um, you know, damn near ever as libertarians, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why the Mises caucus is attracting the people that it's attracting right now. And you know, it's not to say that we are the end all be all, but we are going out and doing liberty to a, a, you know, a section of the population that I think wants to be left alone that I think is, you know, for a large majority, you know, the the people who are a little more self-sustaining, the the people who are entrepreneurs, the people that don't want the government to provide security for them, that don't want them to provide anything in their lives because they know every time that they provide something, it comes with a hook. You're talking to people who are, you know, in in the middle of the road that have just borne the brunt and kept their mouth shut and, and really wanted to be kind of the warrior guard, you know, so to speak, um, versus, you know, the people that, you know, want something from the government, whether it's, you know, protection, or whether it's, you know, a free handout. So I I think in our messaging, the bolder you can be without being a complete dick. I mean, you know, it, it, there's it's a fine line and there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of art to it. But, you know, for me, it's worked extremely well over the past couple of years.
0: And it's not just uh, people who, you know, are really interested in being free and see all the regulatory hurdles that the state uh, has. It's even people who, you know, w- were like very into the state growing, but then were like, oh, my God, I can't believe someone like Trump. Uh, could get in there and impose his will on us. And now the right's like, oh, God, maybe we shouldn't have, uh, you know, b- been uh, so blasé about Trump's spending, because now uh, there's a dementia patient who's uh, run by President Xi uh, calling the shots in the White House now. Um, yeah, r- rest in peace to the White House dog, by the way. That was, that was a real tragedy. Oh, did, it,
1: did it die, huh?
0: it did yeah a million kids in yemen i don't care about this white house dog though the, the, the german
1: shepherd stuff. is that what they had
0: i think and it so. bit the
1: dust damn man i'll tell you what that's what we should do we should have a meme out there with them and the fucking you know kids in yemen right now for god's sakes like that exactly. that should be a real fucking thing to just highlight how fucked up the propaganda is here in america
0: exactly what well, which got more uh, attention from the uh, from the political class what do you think about um, playing the class game of, um, you know, how, how they'll try the turning the proletariat against the bourgeoisie men versus women. What if we actually did that on principle, where we said, there's an evil class out there who, acquire, who achieves their ends violently. And then there's another class who does things voluntarily. What do you think about us? not saying uh, screw the class politics, which tends to get people very motivated. What if we embrace them on principle and get people talking about uh, ideas like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a a beautiful spectrum over there. The the violent, murderous, cagey spectrum versus the peaceful. I mean, seriously, that's the thing is like, you can talk about this stuff all the time. This is one thing, you know, like, they've called me radical for a very, very long time. So I just kind of adopted the name, right? And they're doubling down, doubling down, doubling down. And at the end of the day, it's like, hey, man, Uh, the difference between me and those guys over there is I'm begging you guys for peace. Like, I don't want to point guns at you for anything. And so it's, it's a very easy case to make for, for us that are the the peaceful people, but you've got to lead with it. You got to insert it into the middle of your conversation and you got to follow up with it because anytime the state can perceive you as somebody violent or say, or take clips of you, you know. With, with some, I don't know, harsher rhetoric, uh, it's one of those things where they'll try to villainize you. And you know, as long as you know, they can't do that because you've been on the record over and over and over always saying, hey, be peaceful. It buys us time. It buys us space in this really weird world. If, if we would have gone kinetic uh, in this past year as gun owners, we would be literally in, in the middle of a civil war right now. For, for this nation and people would be dying at a much higher rate than they are. So, yeah, no, I I think we should definitely attack that spectrum that wants to be all uh, murdery and, and cagey for sure.
0: And what, one last thing about uh, strategizing, what do you think about the political correctness, uh, us sort of embracing that? So whenever someone says, uh, we should do this. We stop them and say, oh, "You mean the government?" And they go, "Well, yeah, the government." No, don't say government. Call it uh, the theft-funded mass murdering death cult that Shane Hazel's going to abolish. That—that's. Uh, e- e- uh, I can't talk to you unless you call it that. You need to say the words right now, or else I need to leave. Like we need to be just. A, I mean, they get so worked up about you know alleged incidents of man spreading on the subway. Where, where meanwhile, it's like, you know, the, the state uh, has a billion dollar bailouts to the wealthiest people on the planet. While- uh murdering more, people.
1: Who while, are pushing while critical race business. theory. <laughs> right yeah yeah nobody nobody gives a shit if you guys are you know represented in your company that bombs the fuck out of everybody all around the world right like we're talking about kids and peaceful people all around the world especially the middle east like god like yeah no we're we're, like i don't think we need to play by the rules and here's the other thing is strategy and the way we the, the way we are perceived out there you also gotta be these people in the Liberty crowd that say, hey man, like, I don't agree with that strategy, right? Like, me and me and Pho Bishop, we don't agree on fucking strategy in terms of how Liberty spreads most efficiently. But here's the thing is, I'm okay with the way he's gonna do it. I don't care. Like, cool, you're gonna go out and do some Liberty, at least you're taking action. So if you're not gonna, if you're gonna be PC and you're gonna go after the, the belt buckle of the Bible Belt, by all means, have fun, man. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, If you want some help, let me know. However, don't you say a fucking word about the way I'm doing it over here where I'm actually growing crowds and growing audiences and putting people into action to say enough is enough is enough that spread that in their own communities with their own people in their own circles will actually have those conversations with them.
0: This is the point uh, Adam Smith made uh, 240 something years (laughs) ago about the importance of the division of labor. I mean, it's not like there is the way is to uh, show people that uh, Ron DeSantis had less lockdowns and the numbers are even better than uh, places that had big lockdowns. Maybe that will uh, intrigue someone. Maybe that will plant the seed so when they hear other things later, I don't know, maybe some uh, people it's uh, unapologetic messaging. Uh, Who was it that got you to consider libertarianism as – I I don't want to say who convinced you, who was the first person where you heard it, you at least then maybe considered it as a possibility of uh, being uh, the correct philosophy.
1: Oh, it had been Ron Paul. I mean, I I had read some quite a bit of Liberty before then uh, through John Taylor Gatto. it was really kind of my awakening book and it was really a harsh situation where I had it. But um, you know, when this little guy in this big suit was up on stage, you know, talking about you're know, like hey they don't hate us for our freedom they hate us because we're killing them um i was like yeah man uh, as a veteran i i think you're fucking right like i and i know you're right and now i look around and i found all these other dudes that are combat vets that are you know giving this guy money and he raises more money from combat vets than anybody else like i was like okay what's this guy about and you start looking into him and when he starts you know talking about libertarianism wherever you pick that up um whether it was yeah you know, what was it 1988 when he ran for president back then or you know fast forward in, into the future in his manifesto or whatever it was you know the the principles whether he comes out and says i'm a libertarian or not i i was just like yeah you know what let, let me take a look at this and so i think it was uh 2015 we I actually joined the libertarian party and i joined the libertarian party before i knew who nick sarwalk was and before i knew who the lnc was and then they put up what gary johnson and bill Weldon. and i was like fuck guys like <laughs> i can't do it yet like if you guys are just gonna go out and 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 do like republican light bullshit like yeah i'm out fuck this um so um I you know, after that, when I, you know, was not only a card carrying member but was uh actively involved, I'll credit uh both Michael Heiss and Ryan Graham. Uh Michael Heiss being the the, the brains behind the the MC here in the Libertarian Party and Ryan Graham, uh the uh, the party chair down here in Georgia who was like insistent like, Hey man, you know you're not a Republican, right? And I was like, Yeah, shut up. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull some, you know. Asymmetric warfare and some psyops here to try to destroy them from the inside. So,
0: you're basically doing what uh, the FBI did with COINTELPRO. You're infiltrating <laughs> the organization and really screwing things up. But, uh, but, but, but you're really uh, playing for our side here. Um, yeah. Uh, Gary Johnson and Bill Weld and uh, Jorgensen, uh, frankly, th- they really should be ashamed of themselves. And, you know, Jorgensen was so nice to come on my show. I don't have I'm not exactly yeah, mine uh, too, man. Bill Bear on uh, uh, on Fox but I mean you had this platform and with great power comes great responsibility as, oh, uh, we, all, as we all spit, <laughs> as we all said with is that where it came from I uh, I, I only heard it with uh, when Joe Paterno was getting in trouble mm-hmm. And, and then I heard that the paternal story was fake, but the point is, is certainly if you are in a position of influence and you have access, she ran with Harry Brown. She knows what the, what uh, is the deal with the state and she just didn't freaking do it. That, um, that, that, well,
1: I think, I think it was a lack of courage, man. I really do. Like, yeah, I I think that you, if there's, if, if there's something, and, and maybe this is something, you know, a realization is if you don't have the courage to die for this kind of stuff you are you're you should not be the person out in front of people fighting for this kind of stuff um because the courage of your conviction to say the tough things in crowds where it's unpopular and say what some people will consider absolutely outrageous and radical that courage is what we have to have going forward. So, yeah, I 100% agree with you on on the way she messaged her way right out of any type of relevancy.
0: What do you think about um uh, communicating to uh soldiers the idea of blowback by simply reading Bin Laden's own words? Do you think that uh, is a way to uh maybe bring them over to our side or what what do you think about uh to getting the uh, police and military to not enforce the extremism uh, laws so, that uh, we know are coming
1: yeah, the police are going to be a different story than I think the combat vets, um, most of the combat vets that you know that I know and i 'm one myself it, you know it's it's one of those things where I think once you see what it is, that's, that's a racket, right? Like, you know, Smedley Butler wars a racket. Once you see war, you're like, oh man, we're not here to win. We're not here to freedom. We're not here to liberty. You know, is completely foreign to everything that you were ever indoctrinated with. Um, so I don't think it's that crowd that you really have to uh, do a whole lot for. Now, the police is a different story. And this is something where... I'm doing something locally here. We just had an officer die. And before that, um, this uh, Holly Springs Police Department had pulled over one of my friends for driving while black. And I recorded the interaction um, with the chief. And, you know, long story short, the chief hung up on me. And so I followed up with the mayor, who's obviously in charge of what the police are doing and their policy down there. And I said, hey, man, I've got this whole thing recorded. And by the way, if you don't stop this shit, I'm going to get a grand jury. Get their attention, right? Like, let's let's you know if you need help getting their attention, call us. I'll do shows like this, no matter what. And so to say, hey, listen, I've got everything you need, and what I'm putting together with not only the 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 Helios project, but with this Governor run right now, is a place where people can sign up and say, this is what we're all about in terms of libertarianism, right? It's like what we talked about with criminal justice reform. And you write out the proclamation that cites U.S. Code 18242, that cites, you know, article six, section two of the constitution, that cites the fifth amendment and that none of these things have transpired. And so we are free to nullify those right here at home. And so it's basically, how do you, how do you encourage And, you know, have that courage stand up in a mayor, in a police chief, in a sheriff, uh, in in your local areas. And if you can find those people um, or put them into office, you have a a really, really good chance of affecting some great change. Whether it's getting, um, you know, stop and ask questions and prove your innocence uh, to, you know, white, black, you know, expensive car drivers, whoever. Uh, If it is ending civil asset forfeiture. Uh, if it's, you know, the idea that, hey, man, we're not going to prosecute people for, you know, nature anymore. So you guys out there that like cannabis and psilocybin and all that fun stuff, you know what? Good for you. Like, that's not our business. So it, it's it's things like that in practice that I've found that are, that are extremely helpful in in converting those people. And on top of it, you get to add, hey, man. You'll be a lot safer. You got a much better chance of going home to your family at the end of the day. And honestly, if we're, if we're being, you know, good stewards of our own community, we want that for those people too. We have to want it. We have to want to make their lives better, which incentivizes and it endears us to those populations at the same time.
0: That, that That is so true, um, because you you really do disarm them once you say something like, I really just want to make uh, y- your job easier, because I, I really do think the vast majority of uh, police and military members certainly go in wanting to uh, get the bad guys, so to speak. And they'll sort of rationalize, well, I got to enforce the law. It's not really my fault. I mean, I don't make the laws. So if these people want to change it, they can, you know, write their congressman and whatnot. But Look at how bad that is for them. In their uh in their attempt to stop the bad guys, they become the bad guys and with civil asset forfeiture, it mm-hmm. has surpassed private burglaries ever since like what, 2016 or something? Just since something.
1: 2014. Ra- in 2014 ra- it was over 7 billion dollars and robberies only accounted for half of that amount in
0: 2014. Exactly. Crazy. Yeah. Um Wild stuff. So as far as your elevator pitch, so many people think, I already know what that libertarianism is. Do you have an elevator pitch uh, for your campaign to really grab people's attention um, if you had to appeal to, I don't, lowest common denominators, very offensive, the widest range of people, what would your elevator pitch uh, message be to them?
1: I'm not fucking them there is that i mean it's short it's sweet um i don't have an elevator pitch for them yet and i you know it's one of those things that you know i, I had to do as a republicans come up with an elevator pitch and I, I felt like it was too disingenuous because i was talking to too many different swaths but if you want freedom if you're tired of the state in your lives if you're tired of them in your business if you're tired of them in your house from the time that you roll out of your federally approved mattress and take your federally approved shower with your shower head and the FDA you know federally approved uh deodorant with the aluminum in it and the toothpaste that you use all the way until you get back to fucking your federally approved mattress at the end of the day i'm your guy i'll probably use a lot more fucks though <laughs>
0: You you, you won't be uh, that polite. Uh, One of the final things here, um, this is a a quote from uh, Murray Rothbard's um, egalitarianism as revolt against nature. He says, To use the phrases of the new left of the late 1960s, the ruling elite must be demystified, delegitimated, and desanctified. Nothing can advance their desanctification more than the public realization of the true nature of their egalitarian slogans. So whether it's about egalitarianism or the wars or anything else, how do we delegitimize the state in the minds of the masses?
1: Oh, man. Know your crowd. You know, if if you're talking to Republicans, you know, you go out there and you talk about how they're, you know, spending your great grandchildren into oblivion and to, you know, and they're they're taking away every dollar that you ever earned, you know, things of that nature that they're, they're sending our best and quote unquote brightest off to die in never ending wars, which I think most Republicans are against these days. And then for the Democrats, you out left them on the left criminal, you know, criminal justice reform is where it's got to be for those guys. And the you know the, the dropping of bombs. I think most people in America are tired of war. I don't care if they're left, right, or center. I, I think they they're all tired of it. So I think that's how we delegitimize them. We we talk about the numbers of people that they've caged and killed. How we're not free, which I think people absolutely believe these days with the with the past year behind us. Uh, and if you can demystify it, and you can you know take their I don't know their their, their sacredness. And, uh, and really just feed it right back to them in terms of, you know, the, the sacrifices they're making. I think it becomes very unpalatable, very quick for most people.
0: And for some people that are a little bit intrigued by some of these ideas, what is uh, one book you would recommend uh, everyone read and uh, look into if they want a better idea into uh, the concept of self-ownership, the non-aggression principle?
1: Yeah, self ownership. Uh, one of the best is conceived in liberty. Uh, Murray Rothbard, and it goes through the entire philosophy where he couples liberty with property, uh, which was really not done until up about that point. Uh, and he also kind of uh, puts into uh, you know perspective the. Uh, th- the Constitution of the United States, which is going to be a very hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, uh, that it was a, a coup, uh, and that the anti-federalists were absolutely correct, uh, in their proposition to stay a confederation at most. So, yeah, I, I definitely recommend that book. Um, if that one's too heavy, um, uh, maybe education years thing, uh, anything John Taylor Gatto, uh, I think anything from, uh, Connor Boyack is great. Uh, if you are be, if you want to be in Inspired about how to possibly pursue your dreams. I think Crushing It by Gary Vee is a great place to start uh, in terms of using social media to grow your own brand uh, and to do things. And I don't know, outside of that, um, maybe a fun, terrible, awful read uh, is One Second After. Um, it is a book about the, uh, like, basically nuclear war uh, that renders a family. Um, back to the stone age and uh, it's kind of the Asheville, North Carolina setting. So why I say that it is if you're, if you're not preparing yourself and having a little bit of, uh, I don't know, substance around you for you know, bad situations where maybe, I don't know, the government shuts you down for a year or you know, they go to war or whatever it is, uh, it will help you get into the mindset that bad things can't happen and you should have uh, some things prepared for you and your family
0: that's interesting that it takes place in north carolina there was actually a nuke that fell out of a plane in north carolina and eight of the nine switches activated but there was a deactivation so what happened was <laughs> what? government inefficiency saved north carolina from getting nuked by the u.s government that's Are not you a kidding joke. me yeah yeah what? Um, what, what,
1: what, what can you tell me where like what is that a book or a story or, or
0: just- mm. Well, if we'll this was an implanted afterwards. memory, I'm really gonna look bad here. But yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that to you, or find out that it's fake, and then I'll pretend this episode never happened.
1: No, uh, no, they they, <laughs> they they talk about that kind of stuff where they like you know they dropped a you know went out of a torpedo tube in the middle of the Baltic Sea or something like that, and like they they you know that's why they run you know subs and everything else down there. That's why they thought you know maybe a, a Russian sub had been looking for it. That you know the entire um, I don't know, the, the entire crew died because this the sub uh, collapse. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting to me.
0: And well, one time, uh, there was also a virus that was released from the Wuhan lab uh, Institute <laughs> of Virology. Uh, that, 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 that's another story for a different time. We don't have time to get into that. I, I, I do want to find that right now. So final question, what is the most sure. important thing you learned uh, being in the military?
1: Oh man. Uh, I think it's probably the idea that you can always do one more thing. Um, it's, it's at the end of the day, um, being in special operations, you know, try to take the the best out of it that you can. And it's that there's, there's so much in you that you didn't realize that you can do as long as you never give up, never quit. Um, just continue to take one more step, do one more thing you know, whatever it is. And if you can do that in life, uh, I don't think there's anything that can stop you in, on your way to realizing your dreams.
0: Well, Mr. Hazel, thank you so much for your time. Uh, the article is from uh, The Guardian. Goldsboro revisited account of hydrogen bomb near disaster over North Carolina, declassified document written on the 22nd of October 1969 by Parker F. Jones, the supervisor of the Nuclear Weapons Facility Department at Sandia National Laboratories. The document has recently been declassified, having been acquired under the Freedom of Information Act provisions by whatever. It's, it, it's a long. Uh, document, but that uh, they actually have it uh, in there. The link will be in the description below. Mr. Hazel, thank you so much for your time. And thank you to everyone for watching Keith Knight Don't Tread on Anyone and the Libertarian Institute. Take care, Mr. Hazel.